glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm really excited to get into this because the San Francisco 49ers absolutely dominated the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night football. And normally I wouldn't be this is exuberant over a blowout win. You know, a lot of times you see mistakes by the other team that, you know, were unforced errors. In this case, after going through the film, the 49ers just absolutely dominated the Dallas Cowboys in all aspects of the game. Offensively, they were more efficient. They were more effective. Uh, They took advantage of everything Dallas gave them. On defense, the 49ers played uh, position football. They played their jobs. They did their roles exactly what they were supposed to do, put themselves in prime position to make it difficult on Dallas and then rally and make the plays they need to play and make it was fantastic and then when you talk about special teams you're talking about a unit that has been much maligned uh since richie hightower was here and the foreigners ultimately move on they go to brian schneider last year uh the special teams improved but i think people were expecting even more improvement well guess what they are playing at a pretty high level and that's even with them missing some of their special teams aces like danny gray and sam womack but ronnie bell downs two inside the 10 yard line on punts that was spectacular but it starts with Mitch Wisnowski and his punting ability and now we've gotten to the point where Jake Moody doesn't even kick field goals he just kicks extra points and I absolutely love it 11 extra points kicked for Jake Moody over the last two weeks what more can you ask for from a 49ers football team coverage team was great against Kevontae Turpin on special teams as well it was just a well-rounded performance by the San Francisco 49ers football team. And a lot of times you'll watch it, you'll be super excited about the game, and then you turn to the film and you turn to the tape, you're like, wow, we weren't as good. We didn't execute as good. Uh, But from everything that I've seen from the All-22 film, the 49ers executed that good, they played that good, and they took advantage of everything Dallas gave them and absolutely tore it up. So this is going to be a fun episode. I'm looking forward to getting it all into it. Uh, I'm going to be talking a lot about some of the matchups happening in the game, the great performances. I'll give some grades, talk about my players of the game, and just my takeaways after watching the game film and what that means. Of course, if you want film breakdowns, head on over to Patreon. Those are available over there. You can go get uh, the first half offense and first half defense will be going up tonight. So both of those will be available. You can go through the full breakdown and break down every single play from three different angles, uh, talk everything you need to know about it from my point of view as a former coach. So it's a lot of fun. Head on over there. Let me know what you think about it. And of course, that's available on Patreon. But Bet Online, guys, football is back, and Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up to the minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals. From the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions 
and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, in all caps, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So this game was a absolute drubbing from the beginning. Were there lulls for the 49ers offense? Absolutely. There were a couple of drives there in the middle where uh, penalties, uh, lack of execution definitely creeped their ugly head. And you were going against one of the better defenses in the league. And the 49ers did something remarkable in this game. The Dallas Cowboys had given up 41 points on the entire season. The 49ers scored 42 points in this football game. And I think everyone watching understands the 49ers could have easily scored 50 plus in this game. Kyle Shanahan, of course, turned to not just putting in his backups, but also turned to the run game, pulled uh, you know, his foot off the pedal, the gas pedal, and made sure his guy stayed healthy. So that way they would be available and ready to play against Cleveland. On a little bit of a note, Aaron Banks was the player that a lot of people were worried about being injured. Well, it ends up not being a bicep, but being a shoulder, and he's dealing with a shoulder strain that's going to leave him day-to-day. So very good news for Aaron Banks. What his status is for this game against Cleveland will be unknown. We'll monitor it through the week. We'll see what Kyle Shanahan has to say. We'll be able to tell if he practices Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday what his availability will be for that game versus Cleveland. But if he's not available, the likelihood is he would be available by the Monday night matchup against the Minnesota Vikings. So good news, nothing significant for Banks. Also, Monday marks the arrival, uh, the arrival of Randy Gregory. That's good news as well. Fournier's getting some added pass rush off the edge and a very talented player after executing that trade last Friday. So 49ers feeling very good about injuries and optimistic about Gregory. But let's not forget, John Feliciano had went through concussion protocol all last week, was cleared uh, you know, just before the game, a couple of days before, and then went out there and played really, really good football, an 80-plus PFF grade. Very good job from John Feliciano, and it showed up on film. He came in and established himself early on. It's a guy with a lot of veteran experience. So once again, bravo to John Lynch for going out and getting the player. The pro, the pro scouts for locating Feliciano, John Lynch and Parag Marathi, making sure they get it done. And then Chris Furster educating him and getting him up to speed on what he needs to do to be in this roster. So let's take a little bit of an overview of what happened in this football game. Some of the domination, the 49ers, uh, had over the Dallas Cowboys first downs 25 first downs for the 49ers to eight for Dallas it, it was just spectacular the 49ers mixed it up they had 12 first downs passing they had 10 first downs rushing so domination they did have three first downs because of penalties they had one where uh Christian McCaffrey had his face mask ripped helmet ripped all the way around that was actually scary when I watched it on the all 22 film breakdown then he had the headshot from Wilson as well. Uh, it was a little bit of a difficult pass for him to be able to bring in from Brock Purdy. Purdy put him a little bit into harm's way on that one, but Wilson came through head-to-head looking to take McCaffrey uh, to La La Land, and he hit him really hard. That was two of the penalties right there, both of them very hard hits on Christian McCaffrey. We always talk about third-down conversion rate, and the 49ers held Dallas Cowboys uh, to 4 of 11. So they were under 50% in this game. 
That was a very good job because Dallas had been 51% on the season. 49ers do a great job there. Then the 49ers finished up 6 of 11. Some of that is kind of marred by the second string unit coming in and having turnover on downs. Uh, so you can't take that completely where it's at. 49ers played well over 50% on third down in this game. So it was great. Total yards, 49ers 421 to Dallas' 197. Dallas couldn't even get 200 yards in the football game. That is crazy to think about how good they are as far as not allowing the yardage there. So a uh, great job by the San Francisco 49ers to be able to not allow yardage uh, and continue to dominate. Uh, 49ers also held their own uh, in several areas, including the red zone, four of five in the red zone, four touchdowns on five opportunities. The lone mishap, of course, is the Christian McCaffrey uh, fumble. But the 49ers were great in there. The, the Dallas Cowboys never made it in the red zone. Their one touchdown came from outside the red zone. And then when you look at the turnover battle, uh, the Dallas Cowboys turned the ball over four times. San Francisco 49ers, just the one fumble by Christian McCaffrey. But three interceptions by the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. And then you get the one fumble loss uh, that Fred Warner knocked out. So complete domination and annihilation uh, by the San Francisco 49ers. They absolutely uh, tore it up in this game. And there were some matchups, you know, that we were talking about during the week. I like to go through, um, you know, during the week, we always go through what matchups the 49ers need to exploit on offense, which matchups the 49ers must win on defense. And I like to take a look at how some of those went because I think it's always important uh, to remember, you know, what we're looking at uh, as far as those matchups go. And uh, it was Brandon Ayuk versus Deron Bland and Jordan Lewis. I felt like he could have an impact there. He did, uh, but he had an impact against Stephon Gilmore too. They did not, you know, move Stephon Gilmore with Brandon Ayuk. They allowed Stephon Gilmore to play one side, but Ayuk had advantages over Gilmore, Bland, and Jordan Lewis. He was spectacular. George Kittle versus Donovan Wilson and Jerron Curse. Well, Kittle had three touchdowns. He had four targets, three catches, three touchdowns. It was a spectacular game for George Kittle. Big-time plays. So check on those two so far. McCaffrey versus Clark and Van Der Esch. There weren't very many opportunities for Christian McCaffrey to get open in space. Uh, they did a good job of holding him down in the run game. So we got to think the Forgers didn't take advantage of that as much as they would like. But they did get Van Der Esch covering Debo and covering George Kittle. Uh, so they won in those. Brock Purdy's uh, doing checks. you know, So that means... Do high safety look, run the ball. Single high safety look, throw the ball. Brock Purdy was fantastic in that. Final 22 breakdown. I just kept doing it over and over. Oh, oh single high safety. They're going to throw. Two high safety. They're going to run. It, it was that simple sometimes. Unless it was short yardage. Even if it was a single high safety and they had eight in the box, it would still run it. But just fantastic. Brock Purdy knowing what he's seeing. Adjusting to what Dallas was doing even late. They only caught him a couple times. One time with the blitz. Uh, from J Jerron Curse that ended up being a sack in the game. That was one they did a really good job. And then Kyle Shanahan's use of personnel was something they had to take advantage of, and they did. Once again, 21 personnel, two running backs, one tight end, Kyle Juszczyk, Christian McCaffrey, or Jordan Mason, whoever uh, were in there and forcing Dallas into situations they didn't want to be in. Dallas ran three safeties most of the game, didn't run a third linebacker, put one of those safeties in the box. That did not work out for him. As far as on the other side of the ball, you have the defense going like this. Uh, interior D-line versus the Cowboys interior offensive line. 
Warner's interior D line did a great job. Isaiah, I, I mean, um, uh, Eric Armstead got to Zach Martin. He got home on a couple of plays, including when he got half a sack with Bosa. Tremendous swim move. Hardgrave getting pressure. Uh, Brandon Cooks for Isaiah Oliver. I thought Isaiah Oliver did good against Cooks. He did get beat on the one deep pass play from Kevontae Turpin, but the film does not lie. Isaiah Oliver was absolutely fantastic in this game. That one play does not define that game. He was all over the place, terrific in run fits, spectacular in coverage. He only gave up a few catches. He took things away that Dak wanted to go to. He looked really good in this game. Uh, C.D. Lamb versus Demo. Last year in the playoffs, C.D. Lamb had some success. Not today. It did not happen against Diamond Lenore. Lenore gave up two catches in the game for 14 yards total. One catch by Michael Gallup. One catch by C.D. Lamb. That's it. Nobody else does anything. Demo kept them strapped out there, including getting and jumping around, driving on the football, knocking the ball in the air. Fred Warner interception. So Demo, hyena, big-time plays out there. It was spectacular. Then I had Jake Ferguson versus zone coverage. Jake Ferguson had a couple catches. He had one play where he got man coverage against Fred Warner. He ran a whip route, and he got a pretty significant aim. Other than that, nothing. Warner's defense kept him on lock. Keeping Dak in the pocket, they did a great job. Because when he escaped, guess who was looking for him? One of the 49ers linebackers. Fred Warner got a sack when Dak got outside the pocket to the left. He was able to get him down. And then Dre Greenlaw tracked him and ran him down a lot. So uh, they pretty much handled every single defensive matchup they had to win. They did it. That's how you hold a team to 10 points. But hey, these are the ones the 49ers must win. They won them. They took advantage of it. Uh, same on offense, all but the Christian McCaffrey versus Van Der Esch and, and Clark. That was the only thing. Then as far as key matchups, the 49ers run game versus Dallas defense. 49ers run game got it going in this matchup. Doing it again on the ground. 49ers account for 170 yards on the ground to Dallas's 57. Uh, so a Dallas defense that was giving up 111 gives up 170. 49ers defense that was giving up 66 gives up just over 50. It's just a, per a per perfect performance from the 49ers defense. It was fantastic. Uh, so I thought they did a really good job. And then they had to stop the Cowboys run game was my key to win. And then Colt McKivis versus Micah Parsons. McKivitz did great in this game. McKivitz played fantastic. Uh, I mean, are there times where he potentially could have gotten beat? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then the 49ers go ahead and the turnover differential um, was 49ers are plus three in the game. Uh, just crazy. Uh, 49ers are plus three and the Dallas Cowboys end up being uh, minus three. That's, that's tremendous. That's how you get it done. If you're gonna if you're gonna be playing in the in the league like this, that's how you have to beat the good teams. You have to force them to make turnovers and make mistakes, and then you have to capitalize on them, which the 49ers did. As far as Brock Purdy goes, I mean Brock Purdy was fantastic in this game. Uh, 40 yards offense really executed at such a high level. It was tremendous to watch. I had a lot of fun watching what they were doing, how they were executing. And the things that were standing out on film was just how precise Brock Purdy was. Now, early on, he had a couple of misses with Brandon Ayuk. One of them he threw behind when Brandon Ayuk had a step, probably multiple steps on um, Stephon Gilmore on the outside. It could have easily been a touchdown. 
He did throw that behind him. That was a little bit of a mistake. Uh, there was another one that I think he thought Ayuk was going to the sideline. Ayuk broke inside, and he threw it outside. It's one where they tried to get him for the intentional grounding, but they said he was outside the pocket. So I think there were a couple of mishaps here and there. Other than that, absolute clean sheet for Brock Purdy. He looked really, really special in this game, and it was even better on film. Uh, throwing it over the top of Van Der Esch's hands. Uh, that throw was just absolutely fantastic to Brandon Ayuk. Threading the needle, getting the ball over the top of guys. Even the throws that didn't land uh, were still just, I mean, on target and on fire. It was just a tremendous performance from Brock Purdy. And I want to go ahead and give away uh, some awards in this game uh, because I think there were some players that stepped up in a big way. And so let's let's get into those right now. So let's talk my offensive straight beast. And I have some options, right? I mean, we had a, we had the situation where we have Brock Purdy throw for four touchdowns. We have George Kittle go off for three touchdowns. We have Jordan Mason rumble for a big touchdown down the sideline. We have Brandon Ayuk making all the catches that he made. We have the offensive line playing as well as they did. I'm going to give it to Brock Purdy, though. Brock Purdy is my straight beast of the game. Absolutely fantastic. Four touchdowns, a 144 rating. The dude just look good. And I think that's what we got to remember when we're talking about uh, Brock Purdy is Brock Purdy is just a 17 of 24, 252 yards, four touchdowns, 144.4 rating. He just showed up and showed out. And when you have a player that can execute to the level of Brock Purdy, he can elevate your entire team. And what we're starting to get into now is rare air. Every time Brock Purdy steps on the football field, it feels like they're not only are they going to win, but that the 49ers are going to score 30-plus points. This 49er offense is playing the best it's ever played under Kyle Shanahan. And it, yes, they got tremendous weapons. But what they did was they got the guy that makes it happen, that pulls the trigger, that can get everyone the football. And he's doing everything he's supposed to do. And George Kittle had a great quote. I'll have to cut it uh, so we can get into it later. Is he talked about the fact that Brock Purdy will know every single uh, check that he needs to make, every single can. He will have it all down as attention to detail is through the roof. And you see that on display. He's able to recognize and diagnose coverage at such a high level. It is fantastic to see. So Brock Purdy, my offensive player of the game, I don't even think it's close, even though Kittle had three touchdowns, the flea flicker, that was spectacular, the great throw on the floated pass to the, you know, to the back of the end zone. Also, uh, Brock Purdy escaping the pocket and throwing, rolling to the right, giving me some, uh, some nostalgic feelings of Joe Montana to, uh, Dwight Clark, I know it's not exactly the same. It wasn't sprint right option, but rolling right back of the end zone. Uh, you see that 80s number back there in the back of the end zone for the touchdown. Uh, Brock Purdy just had himself one heck of a game, and it was a really dynamic performance. And I want to talk about my wild that's bold predictions because uh, my wild that's bold predictions a couple weeks ago was that Brock was going to have four touchdowns. Did not have four in this, or I did not have four then. This time I predicted him to have two, and he had four. He doubled me up. So bravo to Brock Purdy for coming up with four touchdowns. I did also predict that Jennings would have a TD. Juwan Jennings did not get those matchups that I was expecting. 
uh, but other guys did. Kyle Juszczyk got one of those matchups that we were looking for. Him on a safety, that's a win for Kyle Juszczyk. Uh, we also had Debo lined up on Van Der Esch at one point. So Kyle did take advantage of those. Uh, so those were really big, and those took advantage. And then I also predicted on defense, my wildest bold, the 49ers would have three sacks. They ended up having four. A tremendous performance by the defensive line. They were absolutely fantastic in this matchup. I'm a, I was a huge fan of what they were able to do on defense. And there were some players uh, that definitely stood up and, and showed up and showed out in this football game. And I want to give them some recognition. So right now, the block is hot defensive player of the game. So this one is ridiculous because you have a player like Fred Warner that pulls off a trifecta, a sack, an interception, a cause fumble, running around, making all kinds of tackles, covering Brandon Cook's 40 yards downfield. He has to be the straight beast. And he is. He is a straight beast because he's a generational talent. He's the best linebacker in football. I went on Twitter and I said, hey, Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, they're the best linebackers in football. I don't care. Not just best duo, best linebackers in football. They do everything right every single play. It is so fun to watch. They put on a clinic. If you are coaching out there and or you have kids who play linebacker and you want them to see what good linebacker play looks like, complete linebacker play from coverage to shedding blocks to getting downhill to proper footwork to tackling, they do it all. These guys are the cream of the crop in the NFL. Yes, they're the best duo, but they're also the best linebackers in the NFL. And I don't care if I get pushback because these guys are absolutely spectacular in my eyes. As someone who worked with linebackers in the past, I, I would just show my kids this film because these dudes do it at a different level from steps uh, to lanes that they take to getting downhill to making. I mean, it's, it's just a clinic. And then you got Fred and Dre, who are good blitzers as well. I don't know how many players can do the things they do, the hustle sideline to sideline. Fred punching out that ball, running sideline to sideline. The interception, Diamond Lenore steps in front of it, bouncing the air. Fred was going the other way. He was showing an A blitz and going the other way and was able to recover, come back, and get the interception. The ball will find him. Uh, so it was an absolutely spectacular performance. But there were so many great performances. So I want to give a game ball to the whole defense. And the reason why is I felt like they just executed it at a high level. There were just a couple of mistakes. There was a couple of letdowns, right? Isaiah Oliver getting beat. Uh, that's a tough matchup. Devontae Turpin one-on-one. -on -one, uh, that's difficult for anyone. 4-3 speed. They were able with Mike McCarthy to navigate and locate that it was going to be man coverage by motioning Turpin. Then they hit him behind two offensive players to be able to give him a free release against Isaiah Oliver. And then Isaiah Oliver stacked him and, and pushed it to the sideline, using the sideline as an extra defender. But then Armstead's putting so, so much pressure coming from the defensive end spot that Dak just kind of lets it go towards the pylon early. Turpin does a great job adjusting and makes the play. But I think the 49ers defense was just so good. Uh, and it was all, all three levels. Defensive line stuffed the run. Cleveland Farrell was fantastic against the run in this game. Of course, you expect that from Bosa, Armstead, and Hargrave, which they played well. Got great pass rush from Javon Kinlaw. There's a play Dak Prescott throws it deep down the field, and Charverius Ward knocks it away one-on-one -on -one with CeeDee Lamb. 
by the way. Great play by Traverse Ward. Great coverage. Uh, right in contact with uh, you know, CeeDee Lamb. It was perfect. Uh, but on that play, Javon Kinlaw wins so bad against Tyler Smith that he is being held around the waist as he's being hit by the running back who gives help. That, my friend, should have been a safety. That's a penalty in the end zone. Uh, but that was just showing what Kinlaw could do getting up the field and getting off the ball. He was spectacular in the game. Kevin Givens got a sack. Great move by him. That was later in the football game. Of course, Armstead and Bosa split a sack. They look good. And we haven't even got to see what Randy Gregory is going to look like rushing opposite of Nick Bosa. 49ers add more firepower uh, to their defensive line, which means they can add more speed when they want it, when they need it. But they have been getting great defensive line play. We talked about linebackers. We didn't talk about Oren Burks. And Oren Burks was wonderful in this game. Now, I know PFF gave him a 94 grading, but guys, he's just doing it all right. My breakdowns on Patreon, I just watch him do it all right every time. Proper lanes, cutting plays off, making tackles, coverage in open space. He played 25 snaps. I guarantee teams don't want him playing 25 snaps. He's just too good. But you have to pick your poison. You want Isaiah Oliver out there or you want Oren Burks? You put Oren Burks, he's playing great. You think you can probably take advantage of him with a, a, a fast running back out in the open field? Uh-uh. Locked up Tony Pollard when Pollard was one-on-one -on -one with him. He did fantastic. And then you talked about that secondary. And Isaiah Oliver's the guy, right, that could be targeted as getting some grief because he gave up the touchdown. Isaiah Oliver's play was so good. From being able to help in run fits, and there are a couple of plays where they have him in against two tight end sets, and he absolutely fills exactly where he's supposed to be. Dak Prescott thought they had the advantage. Uh-uh-uh. Isaiah Oliver comes right where he's supposed to be, closes it down, makes a tackle. His tackling on the outside, too. He may give up a catch here or there in zone coverage, but he's able to rally, tackles the outside leg in making sure he keeps guys inbounds. I can't believe people wanted to cut this guy. I can't believe people wanted to cut him coming out of training camp. Um, it's ridiculous. And, you know, if you're listening to the channel for a while, you know I've, I've been... Hey, I don't think Isaiah Oliver's that bad. Hey, I think give Isaiah Oliver time. I've been saying that the whole time, and now I see Isaiah Oliver playing at such a high level. It's very good. It's exactly what the 49ers need. Stable, stabilization, you know, from that nickel corner spot. Last year, you had Jimmy Ward. He was big. He was physical. He could help in run fits, uh, but was pretty good in covers. Isaiah Oliver's better in covers than Jimmy Ward. Uh, he's way better. He's, he knows exactly where he's supposed to be. He has better feel in zone coverage. Uh, he reads the eyes of the quarterback better. And that's just through five games from what I've seen. I think he has been fantastic. Guillermo Lenore was locked down. Traverius Ward was locked down. Uh, they were just not giving up any free catches. It was great. And then you throw in the fact Fred and Dre were flying around and tackling any running backs or any checkdowns underneath and absolutely laying the wood on them. It, it was great. Then you get to that secondary. Tashawn Gibson comes up with the interception, his first interception of the season, which means the 49ers now have every single secondary player that has started for them. Uh, whether it be a nickel corner or not, that has an interception. So, of course, Demo, Tarverius Ward, Isaiah Oliver, and Tayshawn Gibson now have one interception. Talanoa Hufanga with two. Now, with the linebackers, Oren Burks came over with an interception. Fred Warner came over with an interception, which means the only starting linebacker without an interception, Trey Greenlaw. Uh, so, this defense is causing turnovers at a high rate. You love to see. That is how you win on defense. 
Uh, you create turnovers, you get stops on third down, uh, and you just make sure you keep putting the ball in your offense's hands. And then the offense has to take care of the ball. They have to keep their defense fresh and off the field by running the football and having long drives and then score touchdowns. Well, guess what? 11 touchdowns for the offense in the last two games. Spectacular. And the defense has been showing up and showing out, and I thought they did a great job in this Dallas Cowboys game. Just complete game ball uh, to these, you know, to the entire defense. They were just playing great team defense. Steve Wilkes made some great calls. Whether it was the starting unit or the, the backups, all of them played really well. And then, you know, I just want to keep commending Oren Burks and Isaiah Oliver for their play. I thought those were question marks coming into the season for sure. You know, the, the Oren Burks had the injuries during the training camp. Uh, so was he going to be ready to go? Had he asserted himself over Demetrius finding it fouls? I always thought he had, and I think he sh he's definitely showed it now. Uh, he stepped up, and he's made us be able to forget that Aziz Alshire left uh, because he's played that good. It's been spectacular, and I know Aziz was great, and Aziz gives us a lot of ability at Mike, which I think we don't have, uh, but as long as Oren Burks is playing Sam, I think we feel pretty comfortable uh, with him there. And then, of course, you know, I got to give out a couple of, of big hit awards in this football game. So let's see who made it to the Hurt Business this week. So if you're in the Hurt Business, it means you're laying the wood. And it has to start with Dre Greenlaw. Greenlaw was absolutely hitting people so hard later in the game. They were dropping footballs looking for him. Uh, Greenlaw goes with the German suplex and takes uh, Tony Pollard to suplex city early on in the football game. And after that, everyone's eyes got big. He absolutely nailing running backs, making them drop the ball, making people afraid to go over the middle of the field. Uh, he, he's got to be in the hurt business week after week. And then I'm going to give uh, a hurt business award to Javon Kinlaw. Kinlaw was running sideline to sideline and knocking people around he was doing some big-time things. Uh, he continues to play big and physical. It's a, just a great performance. So 49ers having dudes uh, that are going out there and smacking guys, making plays, it's fun to watch. And the leader every single week is Dre Greenlaw. Of course, Fred brings that intensity, uh, but Dre Greenlaw brings that enforcer nature. It is fun to watch. Those guys are definitely uh, two of the best in the league. They're the two best, right? They're the two best linebackers in the league. I think everyone's ready to come over and start, you know, getting on that bandwagon uh, because they're really good. And then, of course, special teams, you know, upon further review, this 49 special teams is playing at the highest level I've seen it in the last seven years. I don't think they've played this well on special teams since the Harbaugh days, uh, but they're in, they're just doing really good in coverage right now. Jake Moody's kicking very consistent. Of course, he doesn't have to kick field goals, uh, but then Mitch Wisnowski is only being asked to punt a couple times a game. And when he does, he succeeds. And then, let's be honest, uh, Sheffield, who they signed and brought up the last two games, he has solidified that gunner role opposite of Ronnie Bell. They were having some problems there with Swilling. Swilling had come up and played it when Womack got hurt. They were getting penalties at the at the position. Well, not anymore. Uh, Sheffield's done a great job. We'll see. Foreigners have already elevated him twice. We'll see if they continue uh, to find a way to get him up there You know, on the active roster if they go a different direction. We're starting to get to the point now where Danny Gray uh, window could be opened. Uh, we're not too far away from Sam Womack being open. So we're, we're going to have a lot of fun. And guys, Cleveland Browns are just around the corner. 
We'll be turning our attention to that, but we want to keep enjoying this Dallas Cowboys victory. It was a big victory for the 49ers and the 49ers signal to the rest of the league. We are the very best in the league. If you're watching for the first time, please subscribe to the channel, like the video. The like goes a long way to helping push this out to others. Uh, but you guys have been so great in helping me grow the YouTube channel. Fantastic. If you're listening on an audio platform, 49ers Cutback on Believe. Thank you guys so much for that as well. Tremendous support on the audio platform side. And then, of course, you can always join me on Wednesdays for, on the PSF app with Mark Adams. We do our Red and Bold show there. We'll be doing a little bit of talk of the Cowboys and going into the Cleveland Browns. Always a great one. Great in-depth analysis as we get into those conversations. So uh, thank you guys so much for coming through. Of course, content all week. We go into all the matchups for the Cleveland Browns, offensive and defense. 49ers must win. Uh, we'll be getting into the Madden Sim, of course, later in the week in the game preview show. Come check those things out over on Patreon. Ant Hill Show is live. Film breakdowns available as well over there. And then again this week, uh, the brand new show is going to be available for everyone. The Ant and Classic Show is available on Patreon. It was getting a lot of a lot of interaction over there. So if you guys want to check those out, all available on Patreon. But until then, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Stay safe. Remember the right way is always the 49ers way.